Hey, what's up, John? Yeah, it's going, Gary. Good, man. Hey, uh, so I'll start this off. Uh, this is episode 21 of Interview and Job Search Strategies at Work. So, hey, John, I was wondering if you wouldn't mind telling the audience about um, a network admin, just low level, like basically, you know, they found the internet or they found a job in the internet and it's network admin and they work at McDonald's or something or they're in high school and they're like, I want to do that. What? So just tell the audience, like, how do you do that? What's the first, like you have, you just, you don't know anything. What would you recommend, you know? So for somebody who knows absolutely zero about networking well let's say let's let's put it this way first when somebody sees the job now you're saying the title says network admin or administrator that's what that's what the title says that's right okay so for network admin so the first thing that you want to do is you can't just jump right in and try to learn it because you don't know what it is so you don't you don't know you can't learn what you don't know what you want to learn right so uh, of course you guys so the thing is to do is you want to find out what a network admin is and more so specifically for that company because some companies believe it or not they're pretty vague when it comes to the, sometimes the terms for one company or the name of a job for one company may be completely different as to the tasks in a job role for another company so a network admin this company for some companies could mean you're like the senior network engineer <laughs> so um so it just depends on the company but for most cases for network admin i'm just i just put that out there to let people know is sometimes the name or the title of a job is not, not um, it's not exactly what the job description or what the job roles actually seems like it would be. Sometimes you'll do more than what you would, what the title suggests, and sometimes less. But with that being the case, you you want to know what actually that job is going to require you to do or ask you to do. So I would just search to see what an network admin does in the most common base basis of it, you know, because it could be many things but just look at see what network admin does to find out because you want to find out what you want to learn first because you don't know what you want to learn or you don't know what that company is asking you to do because again there could be a there are a lot of things in it and especially networking that 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 the company might need and you want to know what you want to need to learn or study to get into that role so if you're going to mcdonald's job board or whatever company you're going to and you say you're on a third-party job search board and you see a network admin on mcdonald's you're going to want to find out what that job is asking you to do. And then once you find that out, then you can narrow down what you want to study to try to get into that field of things. Because, again, network admin could be many things. But in most cases, you're administrating, you're keeping up, you're managing your troubleshooting issues within the network. So that's, that's the basis of a network admin. So get in the mindset of somebody that's going to be the fixer, somebody's going to be helping out people, talking with the customer, sometimes talking with people higher up in the chain, like uh, depending on, you know, the level of your company, what, what they have your tasks doing. So it could be a lot of things. What would you, so how did you get, well, we kind of know your story and how did you, but let's just assume you're high school or McDonald's and you want to, um, like, what would you, like, what would the first like first networking part would you start with like um say like i just want to know about networking right and 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 i have like a hundred bucks or something like that what what resources do you think and how do i how do i go from zero to just basically just installing my my first ip address my first switch what 
what kind of things? Um, is there free resources out there for that? Like, I was, do I was, it free? You're right, Gary. I was just about to say that. Don't even worry about your $100 in this case. Save your $100 for, for a better day. You're lucky, you're, you're lucky in this day and age to save the 100 bucks. Because there are, first, first things first, if you see a network admin job, as I was just stating, it could mean a lot of things. But if you're just trying to learn, if you look at the job description and you know you have to put IPs on a device, you want to configure IP, right? Well, let's just go to YouTube. Basic of the basics, baby. It's going to be on there. I trust me, people. It will be on YouTube. And somebody somewhere, I don't care what country, wherever, you, you might not even have to know how they speak. Sometimes it's not even audio. But there's going to be videos on YouTube. If you want to go free of the freest, go to YouTube. Probably Vimeo. I'm not sure. But especially YouTube. Daily motion. There's there's sites out there with free videos, and somebody has a training video on the basics of networking, and that will be on there. And you have you could save your money. Gary, I would say, do a basic Google search for network administrator, or basic Google search for learn how to be a network administrator. Somebody somewhere has already made a guide on what you need to do to become a network admin. And if not, somebody has a video explaining or have the short description of what you need to learn. And if not, find out what the job requires you to do. Pick any one of those requirements and start there and try to see what you need to learn and go to YouTube or somewhere and see if anybody has put up a video on explaining what that is. And you probably might need to, you might need to dig, dig deeper. And once you feel comfortable on a beginner's level, because there are enough training material out there to, on a beginner's level to not have to really pay much money. But if you do want to pay money, there are also sites out there to, to pay money and learn as well so you have both options but for free save the hundred dollars to get started you don't want to waste money on something if you're not sure if you even want to learn it so if you, if you, if you but if you're interested in it go on youtube or go somewhere on google that that somebody has a video or something on explaining things on how to learn networking or adding ip addresses to network devices they're out there people they're out there in, in abundance there's too many of them not too many but there's, i'm just saying there's a lot What what's uh what's what's like a typical day for a net admin network administrator? What what does it look like? Um, just a typical week, basically. What is it? What does it entail? Like you're you're new, you're net admin. Walk us through that a little bit. Like what does that mean? Are are you going for the stable company or a company that's chaotic? <laughs> oh, well, explain both. You know why not? <laughs> so most uh, most network administrators they're going to be on call or at least have rotations of on call. So. Depending on this, let's just go the hectic route first. So, if you're with a company who, and it's not that, it's, and not saying it's a bad company, or not saying that they have a horrible leaders and horrible management and horrible design and stuff like that, it may just be because they're a big company, and with the more resources and the more network devices there are, you're just going to have more issues. And of course, if you have a setup really good, you can minimize that. But in the end, you have human error. With human error, it's going to be issues. So it's going to be fixing. So in a hectic situation, I would say, especially for more bigger, more major or big companies, when there's like a whole bunch, they have like, let's just say a company has, and I'm, I'm describing a hectic situation or crazy situation. Let's say a company has like 100 locations, a whole bunch of employees, and a whole bunch of customers, and a whole bunch of services that they give out. 
and you have thousands of devices that you have to connect and hundreds of network devices that you have to manage, it could get really hectic. It can be anywhere between Monday to Friday, if you're not on call, you could be busy, really busy with tickets, people resetting passwords. I haven't had to deal with that, but depending on your role, if you're a system administrator or security person or a network person, even as I said earlier, you could be a network administrator, but doing stuff that some other companies have only security person will do. So sometimes, depending on a company, they mix, they mix in job responsibilities with roles. So, but uh, if it's a hectic company, usually they have you doing other roles that your title doesn't really <laughs> entail you doing. So if it's a hectic company, you're doing stuff that you probably wasn't expecting to be doing because it wasn't in the description of your job title, whatever you want to call it. And you're doing things that you're not really sure how to do. So you're, you're having to learn and research things as you go along. You're having to learn new technologies that, that wasn't even in the job description because you have to fix things, work on things that happen outside of your scope of what you know. You have on-call, so if it's really hectic with one of these big companies, you're getting, most of the times they're pretty good with on-call. They have rotation, so you're, you're on-call maybe once every four months or once every four weeks, my bad, once every eight weeks, or your primary once every eight weeks and back once every four weeks, so however they do it. But it could be hectic. You could have a lot of tickets to manage, a lot of tickets to close. A lot of them could be password resets, depending on your role. A lot of it could be network issues and network is down a whole site is down and you're spending six eight hours on it trying to troubleshoot it trying to fix it turns out to be some smart guy decided to plug the, the cable in to a device that wasn't even connected anywhere so it, it, it could be hectic uh, you can you could work with a company some of these big companies it may seem on the outside as if they have everything in order because they're a big company but when as soon as you get in there there's no diagrams, there's no nothing, and you have to figure out everything every time how to fix it from the ground up. But the good thing about these hectic companies is you learn a lot while working there because you have to be on your toes. You have to constantly research and constantly troubleshoot things that you didn't know. You have to constantly learn, learn new technologies, which is only better for you as a, as a person in the IT field because you learn new technologies means you're more valuable you know, to other companies if you're looking for new jobs or higher positions. So it, a, hectic, a, hectic, a hectic situation can be, it may seem daunting or may seem crazy, but in the end, if you're actually wanting to learn and wanting to get better, learn new technologies, it's not a bad, not a bad situation to be in because the more, hectic, the more hectic it is, the more you get to learn and train and, and practice and not only say practice because it's production stuff, so you don't want to practice on stuff that's live, but the more training, the more practice and practice in the sense of you're getting experience and stuff like that. So that, that's a hectic, a hectic situation is you're doing a lot and a lot of stuff, a lot of tickets, a lot of phone calls to you. You're probably going to be on call, especially as a network administrator. That's pretty much how it could be with the, the hectic situation. Now, a more calmer situation, it could be it, it could, a, a calmer situation could be a big company and a hectic, a hectic situation could be a small company. It doesn't really matter on the size of the company, but if it's a really big company and they're hectic, just expect it to be a pretty good, uh, <laughs> a pretty good busy time working there. If it's a small company, it's hectic. It's still going to be busy, but you're not going to have that many things to troubleshoot and manage. So it's probably not going to be as busy. But when I say hectic, I just mean there's a lot of issues and a lot of troubles going on within a network that you have to troubleshoot and fix and stuff like that. A lot of people, you know, with a calm situation, it's probably more relaxed. It could be a big or small company, doesn't matter. 
but in a relaxed situation, you may or may not have on call. And if you do, you don't get called that much because the network's pretty stable. And you can probably learn, train yourself while on the job. So if it's not too hectic, even when it is hectic, I would advise people to, when they're, when they're on their free time, when, they, when they're not too busy, if they have free time, you know, maybe take a few minutes to pick up on something new, technology or whatever, try to learn and train or practice something. I'm not saying every, all day, but every once in a while, if you got free time, try to learn something new. Um, but yeah. in a situation where it's not hectic, it's it's not bad, Gary. It's it's not bad. It's I haven't been in a situation where it hasn't really been too hectic, so I can't really explain too much on the not not hectic. <laughs> 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 so I don't know how to explain that too good, but uh, I know I would assume when it's not too hectic, it's it's a uh, it's more relaxed. The company has a good design on the network, and again, just because it's hectic doesn't mean it's not a good design. It could just mean that. It's just the bigger you are, you're probably going to have. It could just mean that you're a big company, and the more big, the more bigger you are, the more prone you are to having issues. You know, pop up out of nowhere. Sometimes the issues happen even when it's a good design. It's just stuff gets old, and cables break, and sometimes the consumer, or the user, or your customer just messes things up, and you have to fix their error. And so it's not just the fault of the network being bad. It could just be just how that's just how it is, you know. And so a, a calm situation, I would guess, is just. Here's his what is it? I think a common situation is when you have way more employees or when you have a lot of employees working there, it's probably more calmer because you can you can spread out the you know, spread out the issues or spread out the designs and spread out the tasks to where it's not just all more focused on one person doing a job. So I would say a more common situation probably means there is a stable amount of employees working there and for the amount of work that's needed. And everything's and the company's pretty respectful or has a good understanding of how much valuable IT infrastructure is. And that, I, I would consider that's how stable and a stable network versus a hectic network. A lot of it probably has to do with management. <laughs> 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 you know, it's crazy. It, it's, it's, I, don't know, I, I, I don't want to say I haven't been in a calm situation, but I haven't been like in a company where it's fully been like a calm you know, no real issues, but you know that that's 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 I like it though. I like I like the hectic. It's like I said, you get to learn new technologies, new things that you didn't expect before. You know, like like I'm sure you're one of your jobs, Gary. Before that, you were your job title was this, but next thing you know, you're working on this and that that you had no clue how it worked, but you figured it out. You know, you got into it eventually because they asked you if you could do it, and you said, okay, I'll learn it, or maybe I'll try to figure it out. You know, and, and figure it out. You know, it's funny you should say that. Um, like, I remember I was working nights and we were patching uh, machines and we we're running, uh, we we're using PowerShell. No, no, Power, sorry, PS Tools to remotely install Adobe patches. And uh, uh, we had to remove Adobe and then update it. Well, we ended up removing uh, like Adobe Pro or something like that. Uh-huh. And and then we, you know, of all of them, and we uploaded or we reinstalled Adobe, but we didn't install Adobe Pro on these like 10 machines. So the director uh, got a, you know, it's like, what's going on, you know, whatever, et cetera, et cetera. And we, we fixed the problem actually before it even worked. We, we fixed except for those 10 machines, right? So that just gave 10 people, you know, people to, uh, to go and troubleshoot these 10 computers. No worries. 
So we had about, I don't know, 2,500 machines, something like that. We had to patch. So that's pretty good numbers, I think. At any rate, we go in the office, the director's office, and in there is Alex. Alex. So Alex is like, um, uh, I asked him, are you guys looking for anybody? Because on his team. Yeah. He, he's like, well, uh, you know, what qualifications do you have? And he said, uh, okay. And I didn't hear anything back about it. So not, I think two weeks, not even two weeks later, uh, he, I, I go off night shift and I started working for him, working with his team. But I was under a different, another manager, leader, manager. And uh, <laughs> anyway, long story short, um, this is how I learned Commvault. This is how I learned VMware. This is how I learned. And I was a, uh, I was doing patches. So I was like running scripts or whatever. But that was a Windows ad. But, uh, and, and then I don't, I don't, I never forget. Alex always, Alex always tells me, uh, well, no, I always told Alex, I said, you know what? I don't know, but I can find out. And yeah. That's, that's the thing. Other cool people there, like Machine and Jacob and Prabha. Uh, that was good. That was a good team. Those those guys are really cool. Um, that was that was fun. Yeah, I really cut my teeth in VMware there. Actually, it just you know I failed a bunch of times, right? So I mean, that was fun. That's how it should be, man. Like it should be. If I don't know, I I can figure it out. That's what they want to know. Because you're not going to know everything, right? You're not. There's no way. It, there's, no way. There's, there's just too much new technology in IT coming out. Not just IT, obviously, but since we're talking about IT, but there's so much stuff coming out. It's just, there's no way, even in your own, even in the field that you're, let's say, either expert in or getting into, you're not going to know everything because even in your own field, there are new things coming out all the time. So, and not just from, it could be, the thing about IT is there's a whole bunch of companies out there dedicated to creating something new or doing something new. And when it comes to something new, it's on the market soon. And next thing you know, another company's trying to incorporate that. And next thing you know, everybody's doing it. Like, it's just constant new technology, constant new innovations in, in IT that you're never going to know everything. So be prepared to willing, be willing to say, like Gary, I don't know, but I'll figure it out. <laughs> Good times. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. And you know, the cool part, so the thing is, right, with Alex, his leadership style, and I call him a leader, he's a leader, true leader, uh, he, he just sits there and just let you fail, right? Yeah. Just go ahead. You know, I got, there's nobody else to come and fix it, but go ahead and fix it. You know, um, I can remember, I can remember the Maximo because we had a, a Maximo server. IBM Maximo was our application. And I'm not an application guy. Or I wasn't anyway. And um, I know SharePoint, but anyway. So um, uh, I remember being at night and we had um, we had to patch the server on Wednesday. right? And uh, for some reason, the application server didn't go, come back up. Well, Raba is the application guy doing you know application stuff and he's like i go okay i'll just figure it out i don't know anything about it i want to figure it out i have google as my friend yeah you know, if i don't have anything else i have google as my friend so that's the uh that 
that's, you know, that com- I'll tell you what, the confidence, the, there's nothing like at night when you're with coworkers and you're, and you're working through a problem, you know, that bonding, that figuring it out, that really, that turns it on for you. Nothing like, you know, failing a bunch of times to really, okay, that's the skill set, right? I'm, I'm good now. You know, like this thing works this way. It didn't work that way, but I figured it out. I remember networking in, 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 um, in VMware, uh, distributed switches with, with vCenter and to having to figure that out. Right. And kind of confuse a little bit. And then there's a timeline, like you have to get this up. And I, I remember going to where I worked at, there was another office, um, about a half a mile away, same company. And, and one of their VMware guys was off. The only person they had was off and no one else knew. They're like, okay, well, I'll just figure it out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's yeah, I'll figure it out. I'll try to at least, you know. Yeah. That's, that's how. That's that's a good way to to learn new things and get ahead, stay ahead, learn new skills. Help help out your career, not just your career, just help you out. Yeah. Honestly, honestly, believe the more you want to, I honestly believe that if you're just wanting to better yourself, it'll help you out, not just for your job or just for you know better your career. It just help you out personally because now you got that mentality of not having to, you know, not wanting to rely on somebody, you know, but also not being afraid to ask for help, you know, when you need it or assistance. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree. So what, what would, what kind of, um, what kind of things do you think, gosh, uh, well, I'll say like, would you start with routing? Would you start with um, subnetting? Uh, See, that like, right which one's there? the hardest to learn, right? That right there is, see, that, that depends on the person doing it. Now, for me, I honestly thought, see, I heard, well, actually, I didn't hear these stories until after I started learning it, but in the beginning, for me, it seemed like routing and stuff was going to be very easy, and layer two was going to be hard, even though they said, even though I heard around it, it's supposed to be opposite, but I guess for me, it was that, because I guess the issue gets, you know, you, you know, spanetry. For those that don't know, I we're not trying to get technical, but I'm just ta- I just said the protocol just because or you know, the term because Gary knows it, but uh, you guys could look it up. It's called Spanetry Protocol, STP, and uh, it's a switching technology. And for me, that was very difficult to learn because what it, I guess it was more so that it could really screw up a network <laughs> if it's uh, <laughs> if it's not done if it's not done right. It could really mess some stuff up, and I guess there was a fear that made it more difficult than it was than it actually probably was. So I guess it depends on the person. Uh, yeah, I think that's what it is. The thought of it being able to mess up something and a whole bunch of stuff very easily made it seem more difficult probably than it was. So for me, that's what it was. I think now I think about it, it was probably that. So I guess it depends on who it is. It depends on what they consider hard or difficult. Or maybe some people want to tackle the hard stuff first before the easy stuff. So I don't know. It depends on the person. Uh, I, can't, I can't really say, but I think it depends on who who it is. So what type of what type of certifications do you need, like um, to do like to validate? Oh, I'm validated as a network admin. What what type of certifications? Obviously, college. No way. Forget about it because. That's not our deal, right? I mean, that's not my deal. I think that's your not not your deal either. Yeah. Um, what type of certifications? Like, okay, I have this cert. 
and that validates because you know some places like i need a certification and you know because you're gonna like you're gonna narrow your competition down like i have a cert and this person doesn't therefore i'm on the higher okay i'm gonna get it you know something like that can you explain like what that is what certifications do they need so that just so they can research maybe not from a techie standpoint but just so they give them an idea like okay this is what i need to get to the, this job for certifications um let's see so you mean for for the admin yeah right depending you mean like a very like a, somebody starting out new that's right yep exactly so somebody starting out new they would help out a lot especially because an employee won't be looking at well they will be looking at it but they want that experience and if you don't have it they're going to be like okay well he says he knows it, but he doesn't have the experience. Like, this is literally his first job into it. He's going to be like, what does he have to show that he does know it? I mean, I could be asking him questions on the phone. He could be looking at a paper, you know? So, you know, which is not, you know, whatever. But, <laughs> you know, but he wants to know how, you, how are, you, are you going to know these things? And one way to validate it would be if you are certified or something, you know? Because uh, if somebody, let's say somebody... Is not certified, but they have a few years' experience, and you both are going for the same job, and you have all you have is training. He's no doubt not even going to probably even care about your training. He's just going to go straight for the guy with experience, right? Now, if you have somebody with experience, but no certification, and you have a certification but no experience, he still may go with the guy with experience, but you have a better chance of getting it. Uh, now let's say it's you, no experience, versus somebody else with no experience, but you got cert, but both of you have been training, but you got cert, I guarantee you they're going to go with the guy with the cert versus the guy with no cert. Now let's say it's this way. Let's say the last the last way, somebody with no experience in this field anyways, but got the cert for somebody with no experience also for college. I guarantee you 100% they're going to go with the guy with the cert versus the guy with college. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I, 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 no, I, I'm just teasing, guys. I, I'll say they'll go. I know it'll probably be like a sixty. I'll probably give it a sixty, seventy percent to go the guy with cert if it's a if it's a if it's a college guy versus certification. The only reason why I say that is because depending on how they do an interview and or you may just have some people out there who are interviewing who just are stuck on the college degree, you know, wow factor or whatever the case may be. I don't know. At least, at least in the field of IT, you know. So, I, no, I, I put up to 70 to 75% that the guy was certificated versus somebody with no experience versus the guy with the college group with no experience. I'll give the edge to the guy with cert, definitely, for sure. So, do like the cost comparison, right? So, like, do the cost comparison, like, two, let's not even do a four year. Let's go like, like ITT Tech or DeVry, right? That's a two year degree. I'm and like, Two years degree versus cert. Like, what's the cost? Can you break down the cost? Typically, well, I'm, not, I'm not really sure how much those degree. How much are they like a normal university? How much they usually uh, cost? Yeah, well, because that'd be a technical one. But yeah, I think like those are cheaper. Think. They are cheaper, I think. So, yeah, I think they are. I think that would be. Let's see. That'd be a slight way. Thirteen thousand a year, maybe fourteen, maybe more, yeah, a little oh, bit more. Thirty thousand right. for two years. Let's just say thirty-five thousand for two years for college. 
oh my gosh. If I had thirty two thousand <laughs> two years of personal training, <laughs> I will <laughs> own Cisco. <laughs> I would own Cisco if I had $32,000 worth of trading in personal IT. Or no, $32,000 of money. $32,000 of money for personal IT training. I would, I would own Cisco. That's <laughs> <laughs> serious. I would own Cisco. I would be a, a major stakeholder. They would just give me the money. Here you go. Take it. <laughs> you know what my resume would say? I would have nothing in there but $32,000 worth of training. (laughs) That's all I have on my resume. Give me the job. (laughs) No, that's, um, yeah, that's not even, no, because, you know, that's that's not even close. That's not even comparable. That's not even, honestly, that that would be, you would know so much if you had that. It It would even be. Yeah, it would, it would be, you, you could learn so many different technologies and fields. It would be, whew, and be not just known, but be very close to dang near experts at almost each one you learn for that much time and that much money. You would be pretty good. You would be pretty so what good. you're saying is, if it's like, like a two-year, you got a two-year deal. So what's a college, right? Typically, if you work, let's say you're working full-time and you're going to college full-time as well. Uh, what is that, about five hours a day? right? Three days a week, I think it is. Wait, five hours a day, three days a week. So that's 15 hours a week, right? Okay, 15 hours a week, and you're also working full-time, or the training for 15 hours a week. How long would it, how long do you think it will take you to get certified if, if you're doing 15 hours a week of training, like real deal training, and you have... CCNA? You know, yeah. Right. Give me two what, what, is, what does CCNA stand for, by the way? Cisco Certified Network Associate. But I want people out there to know that's not the only search you need. There's other network search out there, but that's just the most the one that's most recognized because they go over a lot of stuff and they go over a lot of a lot of stuff they go over. You pretty much could work with almost any vendor. The only difference would be is if you go to another vendor, it's just that they have a different, you know, operating system. So the commands that you type in are gonna be different. It's sort of like, you know, we go to an Android phone and try to go to the settings and go to security. You might have, and versus trying to go to it on an iOS phone or an Apple phone, they both got the security settings. You know, they both got the, you know, the LTE or 3G settings. It's just that to get to those settings, you have to go a different path. So that's pretty much how it is for the Cisco and like Juniper or, you know, or Extreme Networks. You know, some other network networking vendor. It's just that they just have different, you know, ways to configure things. But in the end, they all use the same protocols. Now, some may have their own proprietary ones, but for the most part. A lot of times they have the, they use the same protocols and the protocols operate exactly the same way. So, the Cisco Certified Network Associate or Cisco Certification is they cover almost all the protocols that everybody uses. So that's why they're one of the most recognized ones. But to get the CCNA though, that's what it stands for. My bad, but yeah, that's that was your question. What it stands for. But but to to get it, how how long you said it would take? Yeah, just give me an idea. With fifteen hours. A week with the money you had to spend on some good training. Now you don't even need to spend this money to get that, first of all. But if you had it, why not go all out, right? <laughs> so, uh, man, if you had that, yeah, I would say two weeks. But 
to give some wiggle room just for the benefit of the doubt because you want to pass it that first time with 100%. Maybe not 100%, but you want to pass it with a good score. Give it about one month max, not even that, maximum. One month maximum, and you will pass CCMA if you have 15 hours a week. And you actually really studied and got a little practice, you know, practice exams, you know, whatever you want to call them. You know, yeah, one month max. That That's all you really need for that. And, and you you would get it. If you were serious, really serious about it. Is, is there like a simulator out there that you can download? There are some. So I'll, I'll give it two months. Two months. Because they got some new stuff in there. So let's go a month and a half, two months. Let's do that, Gary. Okay. Let's just do two months. Just, 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 just for the sake of it, just in case, just in case. But guess what? You are now job ready in two months versus somebody for two years, right? You're already ready. <laughs> but you said two years. You still got 18 more months to learn other things, right? So now you got 18 plus months to learn a whole bunch of other stuff. But um, you, you just asked me, what was that again? Oh, um, how, how um, what, what type of, what simulators are out there? Oh, oh free so if you want to try to simulate things to be able to so so I like what I like to do is when I'm learning or training something, I like to try to if I think about it, sometimes I forget, especially if it's some type of new technology I forget. Because sometimes I mean I think they haven't before, but most times or a lot of cases they do, but if you're trying to learn something, what I like to do is try to find if there's a simulator or some way I can practice what I'm learning so that way I'm not gonna forget stuff or that way I can at least play with it and try to retain what I learned or at least get a feel for it, you know? So they have simulators out there, especially for simulating, you know, networks, network gear, network vendor equipment. So you have things such as one of the main things I use or did use, I use other things now too, but you have GNS, a company called GNS3. That's Gulf, November, Sierra, three. Wait, did I say that right? Yeah, okay. <laughs> and uh, they, they, it's a simulation software that you install on your Windows. You could also install it on Linux box. And you can pretty much, if you have the operating system for whatever network device you're trying to practice on, now you, now you can simulate even servers and stuff like that. But you can follow the settings, follow the directions, but install it, get everything up and running, and you can have a, a simulated actual Cisco network device or a simulated Juniper device in GNS3, and you can practice with it. You, you can build your own networks in here, and they will work just like the exact same thing, real things. They will, they will connect up with each other. Your devices, your routers, your switches, your, your, your servers will connect, and they will communicate like it was a real device. And you can practice all the protocols in them and all that stuff. So you can practice and train at the same time while you're learning. It's very good to do that, like I said, just to get a feel for things and feel for how feel for how that technology is managed and stuff like that. So it's good. They have GNS3. They have, what's the one? You, they have uh, one called IOU. They have one called, that's IOU, India, Oscar Uniform. They have one called... Eve NG, that's Echo Victor Echo Dash November Golf. Again, Eve NG. They have, ooh, they have they have a lot of others. Uh, those those are the main ones that I've used. So I haven't looked too much others, but they have Gary. You know some as well for yourself. Uh, packet Packet Tracer. Packet Tracer. Uh, packet Tracer. I forgot about that yeah, one. Packet, 
That's free, by the way. To yeah, download. They, now, all the ones I'm speaking of are free. They're all free. Uh, a lot of them are free. Some, some you have to pay for. But the ones I mentioned, they're free to use. In most cases, you just have to find the uh, operating system that you want to install on them or the iOS that you want to use on them. And most times you can get those online. Somebody has up online online. And let me see. There is one that you could pay for from Cisco. That's called Viral. That's V-I-R-A-L. Victor India Romeo Alpha Lima Viral. That costs money. It's like $199. But it's, you know, you could you could simulate some stuff on there. Actually, Cisco has a own website where you can literally play around with a lot of new technology that they have. They have a Cisco site called Cisco Sandbox. Or Google it. Cisco Sandbox. And it's a site to where Cisco has made. Log in with your create an account, log in, and you can some things you have to reserve, but most of the times you can just reserve it for the next minute and play with it for like hours because a lot of people aren't on it. But you can you can practice IoT things. You can practice routing the switch in on certain devices. A lot, a lot of technology you can practice. So there's that. Cisco has finally produced a way to practice, you know, some other stuff that they're coming out with. I guess Cisco realized they can't just come out with new technology and equipment and expect people to just buy it and not know how to play with it without know where to play with it, you know? So they got that now. Uh, there's, there's a lot of... And, I'm sure a lot of other companies provide stuff you could pay for or, or free ways to crack, practice and play, play with stuff. So there's a lot of stuff out there, people. A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. That's great, dude. That's a good, good knowledge. Really good knowledge. Yeah, really good knowledge. Um, well, I mean, anything else you want to tell the audience um, before we wrap it up? Before we wrap up the, um, uh, the I, talk? I guess I could say... Is that again, people? There, there's always something out there to learn if you want to pick up a new skill. There's always something out there to, to 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 learn it or a way to learn it. Maybe 20, 30, 40, 50, thousand years ago, you know, <laughs> you had to go to a library, do it the old hall, we pick up a book, find somebody that knew it which is probably very rare and something that you want to learn because they were probably too busy at work or at home or whatever. Now, if you want something to learn something new, well, you can just, if you want, you can go learn something new if you want. Again, this isn't just for IT. This is a lot of different industry fields. You can, you can do it, people. Now, sometimes, I would say this, Gary. I would leave with this. I think, I don't know if I said this before, but I think a lot of other industries are starting to get this idea of you don't really need to go to college for learning this tech. Because technology is growing so quickly and fast, college is not, honestly, I think college is slowing down a lot of companies from hiring. Because people are still in college trying to learn things, but when they come out, they realize, hey, they don't really know what we want them to know, you know? <laughs> so, you know, they're, and technology's moving so quickly, they're needing more people. So I know here in Nashville, I've seen a commercial, I've seen it about a year and a half ago, I haven't seen it in a while, but I've seen a commercial on, what was the advertisement online? 
this is when I was actually trying to learn coding. There's a coding school here. But in technology, is like IT, it's almost everywhere. But this is actually for electrical engineering. There's actually, at least, at least I've seen it here in Nashville, but I'm sure if it's here in Nashville, there's, it's other places as well. There's actually now like private companies. Like I said, I'm saying private companies with, a, with an S at the end because I'm sure it's not just happening here in Nashville. I'm sure it's happening in other places. But I've seen even on advertisement to where there's, a, there's an elect, a company, a private company giving training class-based training to become an electrical engineer or, you know, or maybe I to be electrical, whatever they call it. I don't know what the entry level job is, but become electrical something, but they had, it was, they had a, in there, it was electrical engineer. So I'm just gonna say electrical engineer. You could become electrical engineer in six months by going to their course. It was a warehouse. They had, they had, this was in the advertising. They had, there's, there's a warehouse here. They have, it looked like a pretty good size. They have stations, they have labs on top of labs on top of labs. They have all the equipment you need to learn everything. They have all the gadgets, all the wires. And I don't know, I don't know the terminology in, in electrical and stuff, but they had everything that you needed to learn. They have courses, classes. They said six months you will be able to get a good job. So it's not just happening in IT, people. Like I said before, it's not just IT. I think from from I, I just not thought about this if I haven't said it before. I thought about it the other day actually, but I don't think I mentioned it. But like in IT, IT was easy because a lot of stuff you don't need to have hands on. You can just do, you know, over the Internet. You, a lot of it's a lot of IT jobs are remote or if they're not remote, they could be remote. Right. Like a lot of jobs in IT could be remote. But, you know, that's another day. That's a story for another. That's a story for another day. But a lot of IT jobs could be remote. And if they could be remote, that means you could learn it at your house. You can learn it on the go. You don't have to be physically somewhere to learn it. You can learn it, install a virtual box, install something virtually and and play around with it with, with the simulation. Stuff like becoming an electrical engineer, you can learn it online, but you still have to have hands-on because you still have to design, you still have to pick up stuff and set up stuff and build stuff with your hands. But from what I see now, even private companies are starting to provide training for, to become electrical engineers bypassing college. Pretty much that's what this company was for. They're giving training to bypass college. Like if you want to become an electrical engineer, come here, we'll teach you to become an electrical engineer, a very good one. You will be good at it at your job. You would know what to do. You can become an electrical engineer pretty much bypassing college altogether. So I'm, I'm sure it's not just this one industry. I'm sure the reason why I said companies is because I'm sure this isn't the only one. I'm sure Nashville is the only, you know, state or place in the world where a company decided to start giving training in electrical engineering. I'm pretty sure it's happening everywhere. And and I I would guarantee you, I would I'm gonna go on a ledger, Gary, real quick before we end end this. I'm gonna go out and say this. The reason why I probably bet that they're they're starting to look for people and starting to coach these classes because technology is going so big. You have things like IoT making it to where they need people quickly. So people are like, you know what? We need to start training. We need to start getting something out there to get people, you know, trained up. So somebody probably got the bright idea, but why not just make our own school? We could follow all the regulations, right? We could teach all the regulations, all that stuff that they have to comply with. We could teach that. And plus, we could teach how to become an electrical engineer. We could do all of that, right? You don't have to go to college for that. No need to college for that. Just come to our course. We'll teach you all of that. We know it. We're experts. We know it. We'll teach it. Bam. Bada bing, bada boom. So, Gary, not just IT. I can, I'm, I'm, I'm putting my hand out right now to say it. It's safe. I can safely say it's not just IT. 
that are starting toward industries, at least some certain, at least let's just say certain people in certain companies, certain leaders within certain companies are starting to realize you don't always need college for doing this. You can get their training elsewhere. You don't just need to go to college anymore. It's 2018. Technology is building up. Again, if they don't have online training or if it's something you can't really train for remotely because it's needs you need hands-on, like electrical engineering, companies are coming up with things you can go to physically and learn. So that's it, Gary. If you want to learn something new, you want to learn something new, that's probably most likely if it's not becoming a doctor or some astronaut, you know, <laughs> some crazy like that, there's probably, at least if there's not yet, there probably will be very soon companies, private companies offering training to become very good at what you're trying to become. So it's not just IT people. It's, it's a, IT just happens, habits where you can do it either in class or online, you know, easily, no problem. But uh, yeah, so that's it, Gary, for me is, I just want to let people know that it's not just IT. I'm talking about, I'm, when I say, the jobs are coming. You can get training in a lot of things. I don't just mean IT. I actually, I really mean in a lot of fields. It's 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 uh it's possible to learn new things, new skills. Agreed. Agreed. Learning is a good thing. Yes. Yeah. Awesome, man. John, appreciate uh, appreciate the come on the podcast, giving you two cents, um, giving your valuable, 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 valuable knowledge into the insight of this study field. Appreciate it very much. And, no problem. Uh, no problem. Thanks for having me on, man. It's a good talk, a good discussion. I liked it. I liked it a lot. If you want to reach out and talk to John, uh, he's at IT Johnny. Um, are you, you on, uh, are you on uh, TuneIn Radio yet? Or are you on iTunes yet? Or soon, right? Probably on soon. Right? Is it tune in radio? I gotta set that up still. I haven't, haven't. Uh, oh, okay. Since right. I changed my name, I haven't went back to, to to put it on there yet. I'm gonna do it. Actually, probably I'm gonna do that today. Tune in radio. I'm gonna do that today. Make sure I put that on there. His and, his uh, his podcast, John's podcast, is I T Johnny. So it's E Y E T E A Johnny J O H N N Y. So it's like John with the New York at the end. <laughs> yeah, right, like that, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. All yes, right, man. Appreciate it. Huh? What's that? I said, yes, it is, people. Yes, it is. <laughs> All right, man. Appreciate you coming on. And uh, we'll talk to you later, dude. All right. Thanks, man. All right. Okay, bye. All right. Up.